0: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Welcome to St. Paul's. So wonderful to see so many people in God's house here to celebrate the birth of our Savior Jesus. Today seems just a little bit different than yesterday. The sun is out. The sun is shining brightly. The sun is a good way for us to think about God's glory. Because just as we can't look into the sun for too long, none of us, no sinner, could look at the glory of God and live. None of us could survive, not even one second on the surface of the sun. But today, we get to behold God's glory in his son, Jesus Christ, veiled in flesh, our Godhead see. So today, we celebrate glory from the Father, and we'll follow along with the order of service as it's printed out for you on your worship folder and projected up on the screen, beginning with our first hymn, O Come, All Ye Faithful. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. The Lord has made his salvation known. And revealed his to the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to Israel. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. music. to the Lord. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Dear Christian friends, let us come into God's presence in humility, confessing our sins and confident in our Savior. Heavenly Father, we were born in the disgrace of our parents, Adam and Eve. Though we followed in their shame, We have tried to hide from you and blame others. Our sin brought ugly death to this world and eternal condemnation to our future. Today, we lay all our guilt before you. Lord, have mercy on us. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only begotten Son, born of a woman, born under law, for us. We have seen his glory from the Father. He bore the shame of our sin on the cross and brought the assurance of life to us by his resurrection from the dead. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that the birth of your only Son in the flesh may set us free from our old bondage under the yoke of sin. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Well, you've perhaps seen it several times in football games this fall. When a football player scores a touchdown or gets a sack, he stands up and flexes his muscles. So powerful, so strong, and you just got to see it. Well, Christmas is about God flexing his muscles for us as God himself goes to work under law in the person of Christ for us, lays bare his holy arm, Let's rejoice and tell others about it. A lesson from Isaiah 52. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices together as they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Continue with the choir anthem. stand in honor of the gospel. The gospel today from John chapter 1 helps us see just who is that baby in the manger. He is the Word, he is God himself, and he became flesh that we might see his glory. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our hymn of the day of the Father's love begotten. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the word become flesh. Amen. God's word we consider in our sermon today, the lesson from Hebrews chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness, Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. This is God's word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. It never gets old. At Christmas time... As we get to put the ornaments on the tree of all different shapes, sizes and colors, those ornaments that remind us of milestones and memories from years past, and maybe from this year too. At Christmas time, as we listen to the Christmas music, whether it's the old classics or the newer favorites, as we eat those Christmas goodies and treats, some salty and crunchy. Others sweet, soft. as we watch the Christmas lights, whether they're simple and plain white lights or the flashing and chasing colored ones, as we receive gifts from people who care about us. That kind of stuff at Christmas just doesn't get old, and it helps make Christmas special. But God reminds us today in Hebrews chapter 1 of what truly makes Christmas the best. It's the most meaningful thing that was ever hung on a tree. It's the sweetest sound and the, and the greatest gift. It's the tastiest thing you'll, you'll ever taste. And it's the best music to our ears. It's God's Son. And that's why we can say it doesn't get any better than Christmas because God's Son, he came to proclaim and he came to purify. In the past, God has spoken in so many different times and in so many different ways. Think of Noah. How God came to Noah and warned him of the impending destruction on the world and gave Noah instructions to build the ark. How he spoke to Moses from a burning bush and from up on Mount Sinai and from the tent of mating. How he spoke to Abraham in human form, came to visit Abraham. How he spoke to Abraham through an angel or in dreams. How God came and appeared to Samuel and spoke to him at Shiloh. Or spoke to Elijah in a still, small, Oh, he spoke to Elisha as a harp was playing, or to Isaiah from high upon his throne as those seraphim were sounding their holy, holy, holy. The Lord spoke to Ezekiel from the form of a glowing metal man with a rainbow all around him. Amazing ways, but For centuries and for millennia, God's people had been looking forward to God's final word. The prophet Moses prophesied about him. Isaiah said that he would be one who would speak good news to the poor and proclaim justice to the nations. All those prophets in the Old Testament, they searched and carefully investigated Just what would the times and circumstances be of of this coming prophet and his work? When Jesus was born on Christmas, it ushered in a new age, the last days. That time between God's Son's first coming and his second coming. It's the last days. That's how Peter spoke of it in his Pentecost sermon that's how Paul and James and Jude spoke of it in their letters the last days when God's Son speaks to us it doesn't get any better than that Jesus spoke and taught his disciples and then when he sent his Holy Spirit poured out his Holy Spirit on them the Holy Spirit really just reminded them of everything Jesus had taught and told them It was written down for us in the New Testament. God's Son came to proclaim. And it doesn't get any better than that because of who he is. He is the heir of all things. That is to say that all things belong to God's Son. Everything in heaven and on earth and above the earth, all of that belongs to him. He is the heir of it, just as a son owns what belongs to his Father. He is also the one through whom the universe was made. Everything from the sun that shines on us to the air that we breathe, everything from the farthest galaxy to the trees in our own neighborhood, everything in the entire universe was made through him, the Son of God. He is the radiance of God's glory. In the same way that It's the same light on the surface of the sun as it is the light that is here on this earth. It's made of the same stuff. So the Son of God is the same being and the same essence as God the Father. He's the exact representation of his being. Just as a new batch of quarters that's made at the U.S. Mint, they're all the same size and they all have the same images on them. So God the Son is the same God as God the Father, equal in essence and being. He sustains all things by His powerful word. It is only because of God's Son's say so that structures stay standing, that human beings can wake up and get up and walk around from day to day, that planets stay in orbit. If God's son didn't give his command, minute after minute, everything, all life, all creation, all matter would simply collapse. Sustains all things by his powerful word. In these last days, son of God, born in the manger, speaks to us. As we think about 2022, how eagerly have we listened How important have those words been to us? We've let other words and other speakers and other people become so much more alluring, attractive, and important. Those who say, You'll only really be happy when you have this toy or that truck or this device or that game or that accessory. People who say, Christianity, that's so old and intolerant. You should draw back from that. Focus on other things. Those who say, if it doesn't make sense in your mind, if you can't reason it out, you shouldn't really believe it. It doesn't matter who says it. Some old book. Bring God your goodness. Bring him your efforts. And he should be happy with that. People on streaming services or news stations or personalities on social media that we've wanted to spend so much more time with and listen to them and and put what they say far above the Word of God's Son. Those devilish temptations that we keep on listening to because they promise fun and, and something that will feel good even if it's only for a little while. All those other voices that speak to us, that we've listened to, that we follow, they are not only lesser than God's Son speaking to us, but they leave us empty. And if we continue to listen to them, we will be separated from all that is good, better, or best, dead to God forever. God's Son still speaks in these last days. He proclaims to us, that Joseph took Mary to be his wife and she gave birth to a son and he called him Jesus. That the virgin was with child and that she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and that she wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. God's son proclaims to you and me that he came to dwell among us full of grace and truth. We get to listen to that grace and truth from his mouth in the Bible every day. We get to listen to God's son speaking to us week after week in worship, and year after year as we review his life and teachings. There in the manger shines the radiance of God's glory there in Bethlehem, that little baby boy whose hands wrapped around Mary's and Joseph's fingers. Those are the hands that inherited all things. That squeaky little voice in the manger is what sustains everything, including you and me. And even though you and I weren't in Bethlehem to see Jesus in the manger that day, he still speaks to us from his word. It doesn't get any better than Christmas because God's son came to proclaim but also to purify. Angels play a pretty prominent role in the Christmas story. An angel came to Zechariah and Elizabeth or to Zechariah rather, telling Zechariah that he and Elizabeth would have a son John in their old age would be the forerunner of the Christ. An angel came to Mary to announce that she would be the mother of the Most High. An angel came to Joseph in a dream saying that Mary would give birth to Emmanuel, God with us. An angel came and announced to the shepherds that Jesus was born. An angel came to Joseph then and warned him of Herod's murderous plot and then Again, after Herod was dead and it was safe to return to Israel. Angels on Christmas. The glory of the Lord shone around them. Splendor and brightness throughout the sky. Angels are higher than and holier than any of us humans. In contrast to that, what's so special about a little boy laid in a manger? In contrast to the angels, wasn't that little boy just one more number in Caesar Augustus' census? What was so special about that? It was just another child born through normal labor and delivery pains. Yet that son, the Son of God, did something that no angel, no human could ever do. He provided purification for sins. Boy, did you and I need it. All of our distracted ears, listening to anything but God's voice, all of our selfish hearts, our stingy hands, all of our ugly tastes, all of our sharp tongues, all of our sins, the wages of sin is death, and the price for the purification of sin... Is blood. So many other sons had been born to take part in washings and sacrifices. Sons of Levi, children of Aaron, were born, and they sacrificed and cleansed year after year, but none of them, not until this son of David, born in Bethlehem of the tribe of Judah, he provided purification for all sins. In order to purify our sins, he had to be fully human, just as human as you and I are. In order to provide purification for all sins, he had to be truly and fully God. There at the cross, as God's Son shed his blood, purification for all sins, because of that, God displayed his mighty power, raising Jesus from the dead. He is now seated at the right hand of God, in God's majesty, there at God's right hand, God's Son, Jesus. He always lives to intercede for you and me, reminding God the Father of his purification of all of our sins. There at the right hand of the majesty, Jesus is ruling over all things, for you and me, and for the rest of his church. There at the right hand of the majesty, Jesus is sending messengers and leaders to equip us and build us up in God's word. There at the right hand of the majesty, Jesus is preparing a place for you and me by God's side in heaven. All of this, Jesus is greater because he provided purification for sins. Sure, the angels, they shined brightly on Christmas. The glory of the Lord shone around them, but their goal was not to receive glory. It was to put the spotlight on Jesus. He is the one who provided purification for sins. To which of other, the other angels did God say what he said in Psalm 2? Now, the angels throughout the Old Testament, they are sometimes called watchmen or holy ones, messengers, Even in Job and Psalms, the angels are called gods or sons of God. But about Jesus, God singles him out. You are my son. Today I have become your father. And that's not talking about today, Christmas, I have become your father. It's talking about every day. Every day, throughout eternity. It's an eternal relationship between God the Father and God the Son. None of the angels have that. Jesus, God's son, is special because he is eternal. The angels were created. They had a beginning. Angels are servants. Yes, angels are holy and powerful and mighty. But Psalm 45 calls Jesus, the Messiah, calls him God because he is. He also says, God, your God, has set you above your companions because Jesus submitted himself to his Father's will, took on human flesh and went to the cross. He can also speak of God the Father as his God. All of this, because Jesus provided purification for sins, he is greater, he is so much higher, he is above any of the angels. So we thank God for the angels whom he sends to serve and guard us, but only God's Son, only Jesus, gets our praise and our prayers, deserves our glory and honor, deserves our worship and all of our service. It doesn't get any better than Christmas because God's Son came to purify. Christmas time, there is so much to take in. All the decorations, all the wrapping, all the gifts to buy, all the music, all the goodies, all the celebration, the concerts, the music. There's so much to take in. But one thing stands out above them all. It's Jesus, God's Son, who came for us there in the manger. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords, He is the one who is eternal, our Savior. He speaks to us day after day. He forgives our sins. Emmanuel, God with us. No, it doesn't get any better than Christmas. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. When unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets, we believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we give you thanks and praise on this holy day for sending your one and only Son to share our humanity, carry our guilt, and become for us the perfect Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. Keep our faith in your Son alive and strong. Nourish us with your word and sacraments, and by your Holy Spirit, give us strength to overcome Satan's power and empty promises. Help us to withstand the temptations the world and our sinful nature put on our path. Remember ministers of the gospel throughout the world who on this day are proclaiming that a Savior has been born. We especially commend to your care the missionaries we have called as members of the Wisconsin Synod. Since they cannot enjoy the fellowship of their extended families this Christmas, grant to them the inner joy that comes with service in your kingdom. We pray for our city and countryside, for our neighborhoods and subdivisions, and for all who live and work and find delight here. Give to the leaders of government wisdom to make and uphold laws that promote the good of society. Grant our nation peace, health, and prosperity that we may have the opportunity and resources to spread the good news to all people. people. Fill us with kindness and arouse us to do good to all people, especially those who are less fortunate than we. Bring your healing to those who are sick or diseased in body or mind, and comfort those who are mourning the death of someone they love. We especially pray for brothers and sisters who are setting aside their celebration today to care for the sick and stand at the side of the dying. Be a source of strength to all your people and fill them with your power and peace. If any are among us today who have lost the true meaning of this this festival, let them recover the joy that comes from Christ alone. Hear us, Lord, as we pray in silence. As you sent your Son to bring peace to all people on earth, so we pray for all people, those known and those unknown to us. for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord will be with you always. be seated for communion. Also note our practice of close communion if you're visiting with us today.